Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the program this weekend. Going a little bit different route this time when we look at production agriculture type of stuff and raising crops. This time we're heading more towards the agritourism type of area. So I'm speaking with Pam Jones. And Pam, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you, Scott? I am doing great. So tell everybody the name of your operation. Okay, our family farm is called Jones Family Farm and it's located in Milton, Indiana. And so you're right off of State Road 1, right. South, right between Milton and Connersville. Yep, right in the middle. All right, so let's back up and let's go for a history lesson here. Okay. Do you have an agriculture background? I grew up on a hobby farm. Uh, my sisters had sheep and pigs and horses and dogs. Um, my uncles uh, were crop farmers. Uh, so we all lived in about a three-mile radius, and so though I uh, got to watch tractors and combines, I was not ever um, part of that operation. Um, so all right, and then you got into agriculture, got married, started into that area. Yep. What led you into this idea of, I mean, you didn't start with where you're at now. How did you start out? So we started with, um, we purchased uh, our family farm that has been in our family for since 1944, and um, we realized that we wanted to have sweet corn more than just one week of the year. So traditionally how my uncles would plant it is they would plant one variety of sweet corn. Um, when that corn was ready, that's all you got to eat the sweet corn of the whole summer. And um, I looked at my husband who has a degree in ag business, and I was like, I really want to eat sweet corn more than just one week out of the year. And we have a huge family, so he's like, why don't we go plant some and, and we can stagger the plantings so we can have sweet corn all summer long. So that's kind of how we started with, um, with our business. So basically hunger drove you to farming. Hunger drove us to farming. <laughs> and the need to uh, feed a large extended family. Um, later on, we would find that we wanted to gift some to people from church, from friends, and it really just led to um, people liking our sweet corn, so we took it from there. And so taking it from there, what were the next steps? How did you start to grow? So once we uh, realized we could sell sweet corn, um, we decided that um, the best thing is to listen to the customer. Mm -hmm. If they wanted green beans, let's figure out how to grow green beans, and we grew green beans. Um, and then after that, uh, flowers came along during uh, COVID, and the need of um, pretty much just beauty is what all I thought of in you know, March, April of 2020. Like, how can we make this prettier and um, enjoy this kind of yucky time in, in our history? <laughs> and um, my uncle gave me the go-ahead to plant it um, on his side of the property, and that's where flowers started, too. Awesome. So you talk about the customers being that driving factor yep. for things. Where were you finding these customers at? Well, what was that process okay, like? Okay, <laughs> when we started, it was on the side of the road under a picnic table under a big tree. Um, we I don't even know if we had a sign at that time, but it was sweet, you know, it was it was the saddest looking <laughs> picnic table under a tree. And so people bought out of pity. So, yes, yeah. And while I'm sitting there, um, I had had two babies by that time. I noticed, man, all of our clientele is uh, much older. They were having a hard time getting down the little hill into the picnic table. Um, so then we decided to move it up to the top of the hill. And then Facebook, Instagram, TikTok is where we um, started finding um, a, just a different group of people to sell to. Um, word of mouth is always our best um, and it's the thing that we love the most because if someone's telling a friend that they love our 
produce, that's what we love. I mean, that's just the best compliment ever. Yeah, word of mouth is such a great thing because there's validity to that. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you know I, when I was working in a college, I said I was paid to say nice things. And they were true, but people are always suspicious about that. But if yep. somebody else says good things about you, yep, it carries a lot gold. of weight. Yes, yeah, it is. Absolutely. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. We'll get a word from our sponsor, and we're going to get into what they're doing now at the Jones Family Farm. But we'll be right back. Are you receiving the correct cash rent? Is there improvements that could be made to increase your return from your farmland investment? Take advantage of the current strong ag economy and let us help you evaluate your farming operation and maximize your investments. At Halderman Real Estate and Farm Management, we bring over 90 years of experience and knowledge to the table. We listen and can understand your farming goals. We offer advice, recommendations, solutions, and create a plan on how we can help you meet your needs and goals. Take advantage of the current strong ag economy. Contact Chris or Lauren Peacock or Craig Springmeyer and let us help you evaluate your farming operation and maximize your investment. Experience, knowledge, and professionalism. Contact Halderman today at Halderman.com. And we are back. We're so grateful for our sponsors and the help that they do for this and helping spread the word about agriculture. And so hopefully you're uh, hearing who they are and then supporting them uh, for all that. But again, we're back talking to Pam Jones and hearing about the vegetables and the sweet corn and, and the other stuff that they're doing. But the other thing is you've moved now more into the agri, not more, but you've added, I guess, the agritourism aspect of that, right? Yes. In the fall, we do um, more... We want to immerse people into the local farm area. Like, we just want people to see how crops are grown, um, enjoy the farm, get into the dirt, get into the, the weeds and the mess that sometimes <laughs> come into that. So when fall shows around, we open up our flower um, area for people to cut um, their own bouquets, and then we have pumpkins on our farm. So they get to take a wagon out and... Um, truly go to a real pumpkin patch, one where they're clipping the pumpkin right off the vine. Um, we have 200 different varieties. It's just, it's a place that we want people to enjoy and um, just have fun on the farm. And so what drove, I mean, you talked about it a little bit, but what drove that idea of pumpkins and, and how did you start in that and to where you're at now? You know, I had a friend, I was... Uh, I was nine months pregnant with our fourth kid, and we were picking pumpkins on another farm. And I, a friend was like, I would love to help. I'm like, hey, I'll take any help right now. I can, can't get these pumpkins. And I saw her pick pumpkins and look and find new pumpkins. And the joy that she was getting from that was something I never even thought of, imagined. Um, so we did some research. Do we know how to grow pumpkins? No, but we were like, we can figure this out, surely, right? <laughs> and um, so we went and did a two-acre plot and had a had a blast doing it. And um, we're really catering to people that want to do that. Some people might not enjoy that. We want to serve um, the group of people that would like to go to a, a real farm mm -hmm. and um, not a commercial farm or extra activities. We just love the thought of um, opening our farm to the community and anyone that wants to come. Awesome. And so you, that it kind of blows my mind every time I hear you say it, but you've got 200 varieties of pumpkins. I didn't know that many varieties of pumpkins existed. Yep. Anything from um, blue, pink, 
bumpy, smooth, giant. We have ones that are called, we call them huggables. And these are pumpkins that are 50 to 100 plus pounds. Um, and then the one thing we love um, through doing pumpkins is we've gotten to talk to um, people that make new pumpkin varieties up. Um, mm. So we have five different pumpkins that are not on the market yet, but the grower has allowed us to test them out and see if um, our customers like them. So we always like finding new varieties to add on to. Yeah, but 200 different varieties. Nice. You kind of get into it almost accidentally, and mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're on the cutting edge yes, of new pumpkin it. technology yes. in that. Right. <laughs> so not a huge operation, but you've got workers that help you out on there, yes, right? Talk yes. about the workers that help you on the farm. Okay, our <laughs> workers include me and my husband, and um, we have four little kids that have the opportunity um, to have fun with us if they want to. If they don't, then they don't have to. But um, our kids play a great role in our farm, and we, we've always said um, teaching them new skills um, at a young age and a worth ethic, ethic is something that's just valuable for life, um, and a farm makes it very easy to teach our children how to do that. Um, they... They all have their own little responsibility every morning um, during vegetable times. We have kids that want to pick green beans, kids that want to pick tomatoes. Um, one kid is, we joke up that he's my little salesman. He'll sit on that wagon and he will talk to every customer until they are tired of talking to him. But yeah, the kids, the kids make, um, the kids do a great job and, and they love what they do. So they, we got one that's doing honey right now. So it's, it's kind of fun to watch that. And the really cool thing is because you homeschool. So you've got yeah. your formal curriculum that you're doing and they've got their lessons and their evaluations and their assessments and they're doing all the school stuff. Mm -hmm. But you're able to add this in as part of life within the school, right? Yep. They get to do hands-on um, experiments with... Um, growing different crops. They get to see maybe why one of our crops failed um, and maybe how we can manage uh, that issue for next year. So it's really just taking what we're learning in books, putting it into action. It's pretty nice, pretty great life, I would must say. So they're getting the plant science, they're getting agronomy, they're getting uh, sales and communication yep. techniques, they're getting economics. Yep. They're getting all these higher level skills and your oldest child is? Just 10. Just 10. Just 10. So she's, it's funny to watch them. We have ideas of what we would like them to do when they get in high school, but um, we've talked about what crop would you like to grow? Mm -hmm. The most, the, the thing we want to do for our kids is if, if they all want to come back to the farm after they have grown up and um, graduated high school, we want to make sure that there's a place for them at our operation. It's not big, so we can't all be rock crow farmers or sweet corn farmers but if each kid had their own um crop that they wanted to push forward that would i mean that would just make adam and i excited but uh that's 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 the thought process on that so that's awesome so we've talked about how you got into it we've talked about what you're doing right now and the potential for the future so let me get you one last thing here before we leave and that's what i always ask everybody at the end of the program what's something you wish you had known when you were younger I think what I wish I knew when I was younger is that everybody learns differently. You can be mm -hmm. a book learner, yeah. um, you can sit in a class and take notes, you could, um, for me, I'm a visual and audio learner, so I listen to things on tape, things online that are um, a video. Um, so I would, I would say the thing I wish I knew younger is just because I wasn't a book learner didn't mean I couldn't learn. Absolutely. And that... Um, 
it really makes me look at all my kids and, and nieces and nephews and, and how did everyone has to learn at something. Let's find the easiest way um, that's most profitable for you. Um, so whether that means going on TikTok to figure out how to uh, pick some kind of vegetable that I've never picked before, um, I want my kids and myself, I wish I would have known much younger, that it's okay if you're not a book learner. Um, there's a, there's other ways of learning than just um, sitting in a class reading a book. Absolutely. That's that's wonderful. You know, just It's really profound. It really is. And as a teacher, that's something that really hits home for me, trying to figure mm -hmm. out that within my own classrooms and, and my own kids as well. Yeah. All right. So, Pam, thank you so much for time uh, out this evening. Uh, here as we're recording this and getting this air out on the weekend. I'm so grateful that you took some time out. Folks, if you get a chance, see what they're doing. Uh, check out the Jones Family Farm and see about how agriculture is being able to be used in everyday life to help people and the ag literacy opportunities that are coming out of this to teach people about what it is going on in our industry. At the same time, folks, I hope you have a great week. And remember to take time to tell your story, an agriculture story, because it deserves to be heard. Have a great week.